Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Get the vaccine, lose the mask. It seems like such a simple message. That's what Lee Bond, the president of Singer River Health System, agrees with, that Dr. Nicholas Conger, the infectious disease doctor from, um, from uh, Memorial. But for whatever reason, maybe it's the politicization of the pandemic or whatever it is, we can't just be clear about it. It seems to me that that would be such an easy thing to say. And for whatever reason, our current administration doesn't want to say that. I don't, I don't get it. And uh, maybe eventually we'll get there. Okay, now we're going we're gonna to switch gears. You've heard me talk about the Conservation Trust Fund that is a bill in front of the legislature as we speak. We're going to give you an update about where we are on that. But I've asked Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Nature Conservancy and James Cummins, who is the uh, president or uh, the executive director for Wildlife Mississippi, to, to get and join me today. And what I want to do, guys, is give people an update about you know what, what it is we're talking about What's the latest? I've got my own point of view about all of this. We'll we'll share that as we get through this. But good morning. How are y'all? Great, great. Thanks for having. Me. Good. It is another pretty day for sure. So, okay, James, give me give me a quick summary on what the conservation trust fund is all about. Alex and I'll add some color to that, and then once we get done with that, Alex, I'll give you get you to give me sort of the latest on the situation. So, James, what's what are we talking about? So first. It is the best place. It, it, it makes better the best places in our state if you're worried about COVID-19. You know, there's no better place to social distance than the outdoors. So, well, so thanks for your last guest on that. But what, what it does is it diverts a, a percentage of sales tax on sporting goods, uh, and it goes up to $15 million a year. I've heard the numbers higher, but it's only $15 million per year. Uh, and what it does is... It, it, it puts it into a, a trust fund specifically, you know, for outdoor stewardship activities uh, in, in Mississippi. You know, that's for parks, that's for trails, that's for new wildlife areas, it's for new, uh, you know, working with variety of landowner types, uh, you know, really helping make what is so special in Mississippi, making it, making it better and, and improving our quality of life. And James, you've written extensively about this. You are, uh, you've written about the role that private lands play in the overall conservation effort. So, you know, somewhere approaching 90% of the land in Mississippi is owned by private landowners. And as we've talked about before, we can't, we cannot be where we want to be as a state if we're not engaged in all land in the conservation efforts that this could be, this could unfold. Now, the other point about the bill that I want to make sure we cover is it will lead to the ability to create significant matching funds. Talk about that for a second. So if you look at last year, you know, whether Alec with the Nature Conservancy or us or Ducks Unlimited, you know, many of us fought for the Great American Outdoors Act. We fight for the Farm Bill. You know, the Great American Outdoors Act is $9.5 billion. You know, the Farm Bill is $6 billion a year. You know, what what is is a problem for Mississippi? We're a very poor state, but we're very rich in natural resources. There's a tremendous amount of, of federal funds that are out there. And we're, we're, you know, by good estimates, somewhere in the 40 to $50 million range that, that we don't have an opportunity to go after because we don't have funds. Mississippi is one of only two states in the Southeast, Mississippi and Louisiana, leave it at 
leave it to us to be last. We're trying to not be last. We're, you know, we hope, hope Louisiana is going to be last. Uh, we're one of two states that, that don't have a trust fund. So states like Arkansas, they have $45 million in their trust fund annually. We're asking for a third of that. They have less population than Mississippi has, but they're able to go after these federal funds, you know, and take, you know, take $1, turn it into $4. And we just can't, we, we don't, we can't do that. Or we have a very difficult time doing that. Yeah. Another, another example was Georgia. They took 20 million and made it a hundred million. So it's a tremendous opportunity to, to make significant investments. And just to give you an idea, like in coastal Mississippi, for example, you might uh, you might do uh, might purchase some asset easements, for example, pro- from private landowners that give us access to landlocked um, public land. That's actually a, an important issue that we could address. It could be instilling, excuse me, installing water quality improvement practices to improve fishing in and along uh, Mississippi Sound. There's a long list of things that could be included in this. Alex, where are we as it relates to the bill? Well, a week ago, a little. Old- over a week ago, the bill went to the Senate, uh, went through three committees. As you know, it was triple referred and came out of those committees and passed out of the Senate with some significant changes to the bill as we knew it when it passed out of the House. The two most critical components that were made or changes that were made to the bill was one, it removed the diversion and said, hey, we'll appropriate the money, but offered no appropriation to the bill. And then also, took nonprofits out of the uh, groups that could participate. So essentially they took the very experts in the, in the conservation world in leveraging these funds that act as catalysts to bring those funds back home to Mississippi. It took us out of the equation to be able to participate and, and help support Mississippi. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been critical of the Lieutenant Governor and the way that he's handled this. And let me explain why I've been critical. When the bill came out of the House, it passed 117 to 2. Now, man, listen, in this divided world we live in, to get a bill that it gets that much support, uh, kudos to the Speaker for getting it out. Uh, kudos to the, to the House of Representatives in Mississippi for seeing that this is needed. What they're saying is that we're going to leave a legacy for our kids and our kids' kids. What they're saying is if we don't do this now, every year we wait, we fall further behind. The reason why diversion is important is because we have to be able to plan ahead of time. If we're having to fight for money every year, then we can't continue to like push to the surface the kind of projects that we can do that have significant matching fund co- possibilities to it that will put Mississippi in a really competitive position. We have to be able to do this. When the, when the bill goes to the Senate, the speaker, excuse me, the lieutenant governor, Delbert Hoseman, triple referred the bill. Now, what that means usually is that he's intending to kill the bill. And at the time when he did that, I called him. him that's, that's my belief. I, I, I know that he says he's in, concerned about, but th- there has been no, no more significant bill in the history of this state that will push conservation to a whole new level and make us competitive, but not only competitive with other states, but do things inside the state that would, that would literally be transformative. I, I can't imagine that he would not have supported the, uh, the, the bill. Then he made some, he made a tweak or two about how the appointments were made. I think as a general rule, people don't have issues about that. Took conservation out, took, took, uh, uh, non-governmental organizations out, which are like organizations like nature conservancy, ducks unlimited. He, uh, he, he, he just, he, the bottom line is, he gutted the bill, and and that's what came out of the bill. Now, look, here's the thing. He triple referred it. He got a lot of pressure 
And then essentially the bill that came out of these three committees were literally his words. His three concerns were written into the bills. I, I don't even know for sure what the committees did because it's he he essentially wrote the bill to address his his individual concerns about the bill. So that's what's out now. I watched him on Gallo today. He hasn't budged one bit. And one of the things, James, one of the points that he makes is that we need to invest this money in, 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 in not in private land, but in public land. And, but he'll say that in one respect, but then over here, he'll do something else that, revol- that involves private. There, there seems to be a dichotomy. Talk to me about that. So, you know, obviously, and, and, and yes, I listened to Super Talk this morning, you know, over breakfast and coffee. And, you know, he brought up our state parks, $147 million, you know, but not one penny was put toward that in appropriations this year to try to address that. And look, I, you know, and, and I, I think he, he, the lieutenant governor talks about privatizing state parks. I don't know that we need to privatize them all. Maybe try one or two. Let's try an experiment, see if it works. But, you know, saying on one hand you want to privatize parks, but on another hand, you don't want to deal with private lands or private conservation organizations. I can't I can't work that out of my head. I don't want to I don't understand that um, because I think the private sector is a is a is a real contributor, you know, uh, to, to this whole effort. Uh, so, you know, just just on the on the match, if on park side. That's one dollar in and one dollar out. There's 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 no big pot of money in the nation that we can go toward to take care of problems that Mississippi hasn't tried to take care of themselves. You know, but but there's what I think the Senate bill misses is the overall legit leveraging concept. You know, if you look at at all this money that's out there, you know, a huge percentage of that is on the private land side. You know, yes, there's money on the public land side. We don't have a problem matching Pittman Robertson funds, you know. Look, Alec and the Nature Conservancy. I mean, look at look at just where where the co- where would the coast be if we didn't have TNC or the Nature Conservancy working to create the Pascagoula Wildlife Management Area, or Phil Bryant, or us working to create the Sky Lake Boardwalk, and all this is done in partnership with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Uh, so, private lands are a key, and nonprofits are certainly a key. So it's a it's a it's a big deal. Um, the 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 process it, certainly the the bill got out of the Senate. It was a, again gutted. <laughs> the, the 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 intent of the bill was gone by the time it got out of the Senate, and now they're in the process of sort of trying to reach a, a compromise. And based on what the Lieutenant Governor said today, literally he hasn't moved at all. He's literally as in the same position he was in before. All the conversations, all the debates. He hasn't moved, from my read on it, he hasn't moved a, an inch. So we'll see what, what happens next. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. We're at a critical roads crossroads here in Mississippi as it relates to conservation. We have a chance to do something transformative, and, um, and I'm, I'm praying we don't miss this opportunity. We'll be back after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the show. Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy and John, James Cummings 
Cummins from the from Wildlife uh, Mississippi, and uh, and we're having a conversation about the the uh, Conservation Trust Fund uh, up before the legislature as we speak. We've got about a week to go to close the deal on this, and if we don't, we'll talk about it if we don't here in just a second because I think referendum put it to the people and let them vote is probably where we need to go with this. But before we go to that, let's continue the conversation. The, the the key points, if you're listening to this and you care about conservation in Mississippi, the key points are these. You have to include private landowners because we're not talking about improving, you know, putting a pond in for somebody. And we're not talking about planting food plots for, for we're talking about substantive uh, conservation efforts that could help the, the total state of Mississippi. Okay. That's, that's what we're talking about. Secondly, we're talking about doing it in a way that establishes a fund that we can know that money's going to be there year in and year out so that projects, that multi-year projects can come forward and we can fund them with an eye on the potential federal matching funds that could come with it. That's really, really important. Uh, we're talking about making Mississippi competitive again. And it seems like the entire conservation community really is fighting against one person in this effort, and that's the lieutenant governor of Mississippi. I mean, that's the way I see it. Now, Alex, what what are we missing so far in this conversation? Well, I think you've hit on all the key points. Um, you know, in Mississippi, it's all about being at the table, and it's all about transformative, being able to be strategic, not not opportunistic. And Mississippi, as we know it, you know, the companies Primos Hunting, Mossy Oak, Drake, Waterfowl, they built the very foundation that we know as the outdoor industry today. That came from Mississippi companies, Mississippi's backyard. We also led the effort back in the 70s to show what a private nonprofit conservation group could do when partnering with a state entity. When we bought the Pascagoula Wildlife Management, what is now the Pascagoula Wildlife Management Area, that was transformative. That model was used across the nation. It's time for Mississippi to take its rightful seat at this table. And there's only one bill that does it, and that's the bill that passed out of the House 117 to. As simple as that. That's a that's a great way to say it. I mean, we're leading, we have these uh, these incredible entrepreneurial efforts in, in Primos and Mossy Oaks and Drake. and. You know, Mississippi, they're putting Mississippi on a literally an international stage, literally an international stage. Yeah. And as we've discussed before, we had a whole show f- focused on why this is an important conversation for Mississippi, because we have the ability, whether you're talking about saltwater fishing on the coast, or, you know, duck hunting or deer hunting, some of the best hunting and fishing in the world right here in Mississippi. But what's happening is other states have established these funds and they're getting these matching funds. And as a result, Mississippi's fallen far, farther and farther behind. There are a couple of examples just in the past week. James, why don't you point out, these are, these are significant efforts just in the past week that Mississippi would lose out on. So, you know, just a, you know, a couple of, of, of potential projects that, that are out there right now. You know, obviously, we're, you know, the city of Jackson is really struggling, you know, with their, with their water quality, for example. You know, in, in having good clean drinking water. You know, their efforts to to work toward you know preserving the Pearl River going into Bras Barnett so that when when they start treating their water, it's less expensive to treat because it's coming in cleaner. You know, uh, you know both uh, 
Alec and I with the you know with the Nature Conservancy and Wildlife Mississippi, we're working to make sure our military bases around the state that we're not being encroached on, so we don't end up losing those jobs and going else. You know, they do a great job around Camp Shelby. We're working around Columbus Air Force Base. You know, and every time you have an encroachment that that is causing a problem that impedes the the mission of that base, it puts Mississippi's jobs and our military bases at risk. You know, here here's a great opportunity. If you if if the conservation side doesn't turn you on. Saving jobs like that should, you know, uh, but those are just two good examples, in, in my opinion, of, of projects uh, that, it, that we can move forward with. Alex, remind me the uh, and our listeners, the organizations who are involved in this coalition who are pr- pushing so hard to make this conservation trust fund co- become a reality. Well, you've got the two of us here. You've got Wildlife Mississippi and the Nature Conservancy, but you've also got Ducks Unlimited. You've got Delta Wildlife. You got the Foundation for Wildlife, Fishery, and Parks, and you've got Delta Council. And look, that's these are no fly-by-night outfits. These are people in this world, these organizations in this world, every day moving the needle for conservation, both in the state and nationally, and obviously TNC internationally, and Ducks Unlimited as well. I mean, it's not only the coalition, but if you look from the broad support that we've gotten from the NRA all the way down to the Boone and Crockett Club, I mean, the cast of, of individuals, organizations, and agencies that support this effort, I mean, it's pretty broad-ranging and, and comes with some extreme credibility. I answered the phone this morning about 8.30, and it was the National Rifle Association calling me and said, hey, we, we saw, we've been seeing some tweets. What can we do to help get it through the process? And I'm like, thank you for calling. Well, I, I, I know from Will Primos on, I had so many people who are active in this conversation, and it seems like a no-brainer. Why can't we get the lieutenant governor to change his position on this? I, I don't know, but here's the deal. If we don't change his position on it, we already know that the majority, well into the 70 percentile range of Mississippians support such a such a deal. We just ought to go the referendum route and uh, and get 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 this get this thing done but we're out of time for today thank you guys i appreciate it alex little john from the nature conservancy and james cummins from wildlife mississippi appreciate you joining me today thank you ricky see you guys and have a great day a super talk mississippi media production